Pylon listeners. Welcome back and getting ready for week 15 of the NFL season is the Pylon crew representing the NFC North here, of course, as always. And there's a lot to talk about here as we head into week 15. A lot of scenarios playing out. The Packers at first, uh, Minnesota and the Bears fighting for their playoff lives. The Lions are, too, <laughs> with a less than 1% chance, but, you know, still fighting. Either way. We're here to break it all down for you week 15. So let's get around to the crew. I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. Then we got Remy, representing the team up there in North Minnesota. You got to keep the faith, baby. Let's keep the faith and keep feeding Justin Jefferson the ball. Let Dalvin Cook. It's playoff push, baby. Let's go. Skull to the ball. There it is. There it is. That's the excitement we like to see coming to week 15, Remy. Then we got Barty, representing the Bears. Those Super Bowl odds right now, 20,000 to 1. Anybody thinking what I'm thinking? Let's go! <laughs> and then last but not least, the leader of the North currently, the Packers, represented by Kicker. Gentlemen, as always, great to be back with you. Let me just point out, I love, I bet it is, I love Kingers just like every week entra- like entrance. It's just like so gentleman-like. Like, like he's shaking our hands. <laughs> That's the way I operate, Remy. You should you should definitely start to get familiar with that because that's that's gonna be how I'm rolling from here on out. Oh, this will be great. <laughs> he acts like he's been there before, with which they have plenty of times. Ago. When the lion when the lions are in first place in the north, when they wrap it up one of these days, I will I will be elated. I will not be gentleman like at all. I will keep rubbing in everybody's faces because who knows if it will ever happen again. But it's gotta happen once. It's never happened in the history of the entire world. So. Uh, when that day happens, I will definitely uh, not take the gentleman-like route for sure. But, man, uh, l- speaking of your team, Kinger, they get the rare Saturday night game. This is when college football uh, has their championships going on. Interesting time to have a game on a, a Saturday night for the NFL. Um, but they are taking on the Carolina Panthers. It looks like they are eight-point favorites currently against them. Over/unders like around fifty-one and a half or so. Uh, so, h- how do you feel about th- this Carolina team? C- Christian McCaffrey, I don't think is playing again in this one either. So, yeah, I did. I actually thought we were a little bit earlier than night in the seven fifteen. So, like I was saying to you boys, I committed to watching the Alabama uh, football game, the SEC championship. We're going to have to alter some plans here because this, this has got to take priority here. Big game for us. I mean. All these from here on out are really big for the Packers as we are in position where we can secure our own or we control our own destiny in regards to getting that number one seed like we talked about. Um, and the first step is beating Carolina in. So like you said, already laid the, set the table for it. Packers eight-point favorites. Uh, Panthers are a team that, again, we're looking at on paper. This, is, this looks like a game Green Bay should hopefully handle. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, the Panthers really have uh, been very average or below average. Um, really across the board this year, haven't really shown that they consistently can stop um, teams on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so, you know, they've got some good players out there, some good young talent. Um, I really like Brian Burns as an ad rusher. Obviously, they've got a couple good young pieces in their secondary as well, but consistency has really been a problem with them thus far, um, and I like the matchup regards to the Packers in, in, in that sense. Um, they've really been clicking offensively, as we've seen um, for – uh, quite some time, really, since the Bucks game, you can say that the Packers have really found um, a rhythm, um, specifically with that offensive line playing much better. They let up three sacks against pressure in that one. I was reading something today. They've been 
um, have not allowed a sack against a blitz um, since that game. So uh, since the offensive line is playing well, obviously they've been able to uh, really control the time possession and do what they want on the offensive side and uh, hoping they can do consistency or continue that this week with Carolina. Um, Rogers is on track right now for career highs in his QB rating completion percentage, which is pretty crazy. Um, so they've really been efficient with it, and I think uh, the matchup fares well for them uh, to hopefully put up some points, and we'll see what, what we can do on the defensive side, as always. Man, and uh, it pisses me off that the Lions somehow got shut out by this shitty uh, Carolina defense. I mean, they just gave up 32 points last week to the Broncos, and the Lions couldn't score a single goddamn point against them. So th this – I would I would imagine you're giddy. About, I mean, Drew locked through for four touchdowns and 280 yards last week. You got definitely, like I said, offensively. I mean, you just gotta like Green Bay against anybody right now. At least I have the. I think we have the ability to put up points against anybody right now. Um, we're gonna see what we do on the defensive side. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, again, something else I saw today was is like he was. Uh, he's like the second best in the league at avoiding bad negative plays, but he's also like the third worst at like finding positive plays. So he's just obviously a very consistent quarterback. That's always what he's been. Just uh, has the ability to lead the offense, but uh, nothing really flashy about him. But Green Bay, this this with the defense, you know, this sets up for a game where maybe Teddy Bridgewater and those receivers go nuts for, uh, you know, DJ Moore's coming back off the COVID list, it looks like. Uh, so <laughs> who knows, right? No McCaffrey's definitely big. Uh, the Packers have struggled really to stop the run and the screen game specifically the last few weeks. That was something that really needs to be addressed. And, uh, you know, we'll see if, if our corners step up and the secondary plays well. Because I could see, uh, you know, this is a kind of typical Packers defense. You know, Dom Capers historically, Mike Pettin now, just let up a lot of yards and, you know, rely on big plays, getting pressure, some interceptions, turnovers, right? We'll see what we can do. Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn the ball over. So, uh, Kinger, there's another thing I want to bring up with you. Since I, I mean, we kind of know what these both teams are in this game, but um, I just want to bring up with you really quickly MVP odds. Patrick Mahomes minus 200 right now, and this is for DraftKings. Second is Aaron Rodgers at plus 175. Then you got Josh Allen at 16 and one, and it, it goes up from there. So basically, it's down to Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers, but Patrick Mahomes still being the heavy favorite. Do you do you agree with that? Should Patrick Mahomes or make the case why Rodgers should get it over Mahomes. Because just looking at the stats really quick, Mahomes, 33 touchdowns, five interceptions. Aaron Rodgers, 39 touchdowns, four interceptions. I mean – And uh, Mahomes has six – it looks like 550 more yards passing. Yeah, I mean, the yardage thing is definitely going to edge more in Mahomes' favor always just naturally because the Chiefs do throw the ball more than, than what Green Bay does. Now, they, you know, Rodgers has only thrown 50 times once this year. Um, two years ago, right before LaFleur took over, he threw 50 times, nine times, right? So, you know, the offense is a lot more balanced. But those numbers you just said, right, I think the one thing that the Chiefs still do have is the Chiefs are still a one-loss team, right? They still have that over the Packers. Mahomes is the reigning MVP. I think he's still the, the champ when it comes to that, right? And I'm not saying he's better, but right now he's the reigning MVP. I still understand why his odds are slightly more, uh, slightly favored over Rodgers, but like you said, the numbers speak for himself. Rogers, I, I mentioned earlier, he's on for career highs in, in a number of rating or number of statistical categories. Uh, you look back at his previous MVP seasons, and he's you know right on par, if not better than those. Obviously, Mahomes is is a little bit of a dif different beast, maybe than he was facing at those times. But you can't discredit the other quarterbacks, obviously, in the previous seasons he's won. So um, you know, I think it's 
pretty close to dead even from here on out. We'll just see who plays better in these last three games. Uh, I have all the confidence in the world in Aaron, and obviously I would vote for him for MVP right now, but we got to wait and see what happens. There's still some more football to be played. And Barney and Remy, what do you think? Does Aaron Rodgers be MVP just based on the stats? I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, just because I'm a Bears fan, I'm not going to say Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, you know, you brought up the fact that he's he's winning in the touchdown uh, and interception uh, ratio right there. You know, he's got 39, I think you just said, in four INTs. There's This isn't a knock because it's all about getting points, and it doesn't matter how you get points. It's all about scoring. Uh, but, I mean, when... The Packers are inside, you know, the 15-yard line. At least in my perspective, there's just no way Aaron's letting anybody take the ball out of his hands. And, you know, like he has probably the best connection in the NFL with, with Devontae Adams. And, um, you know, I think inside the 10-yard line, that guy just absolutely loves to eat touchdowns. And, and, and you know, like I'm not surprised that, if he ends the season with more touchdowns than Patrick Mahomes. Remy, what do you think? Aaron Rodgers, MVP? I know you're all about it, right, man? So, no, I, I hate the guy, but <laughs> here's here's the Rob, only shocker, thing shocker. Se- separating. Here's the only thing separating Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, and Kinger pointed on it, it's the one loss. That is it. Aaron Rodgers can keep doing the stupid things he's doing and I also hate Patrick Mahomes so in a world of my sports mind <laughs> this is just pure hell for me but no uh it's just yeah Rodgers has the stats and you know great stats uh Brett Favre through for his most statistical career when he was a Viking just had to throw that in there anyway um so no yeah Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is like having a pretty all right uh, season and the only thing that's uh, yeah. separating his MVP candidacy legitimate is the wins and you just got to be better if yeah. if you want to be an MVP you have to win and you just got to be better at that so yeah and there, there there is one more stat that really separates Patrick Mahomes Kinger from Aaron Rodgers if you're not, I don't know if you're familiar with EPA at all expected points added but Patrick Mahomes uh, has a 25% higher EPA than Aaron Rodgers. This is like one of those advanced stats that uh, people vote. Sabermetrics. Sabermetrics. What about what about no it, looks? It's the sabermetrics of football, I guess. They don't call it sabermetrics <laughs> of football. I know, it's called I know, advanced I know. stats. Uh, I've never but, heard uh, of that stat. Yeah, e- e- EPA, uh, I mean, a, a lot of uh, especially voters, I think, use it. And Patrick Mahomes has 121.3. And then Aaron Rodgers is 94.2. Uh, you can go look it up if you want to see how they had, uh, make these things. I just want to say that his EPA is way higher, and that's a metric that a lot of these voters look at, unfortunately, uh, for some people. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. You know, I'm, I love learning about new stats, so that, you know, learn about a new one tonight. EPA, I'll have to look into that. But I would just want to say, in just a quick response to Barney, I mean, and I guess your point there, Big Z, uh, Rodgers this year in the red zone or what the Packers like to call it as the gold zone because of their love for Austin Powers gold member. Uh, <laughs> Rodgers leads the NFL with 32 touchdowns, no interceptions inside the 30-yard line. First in QB rating and has a 73% completion rating. So he is absolutely lights out inside that red zone, gold zone, uh, whatever you want to call it. And you're right, absolutely right, Barney. That I, is a big reason why he is putting up those numbers. I wonder how many flags are thrown inside that zone to really push him to the one. 
or like up to the five. <laughs> Is that, that that may be the yellow zone. I'm tired of responding to these referee nope. comments. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kinger, give us. Uh, let's go around and give our predictions here. Kinger, start with you. I like where we're at here, right? This is uh, this is a game where um, I, I see the Packers putting up another 30 points at least. You know, I'm hoping to, to see us maybe cross that 40 threshold again. I don't have a lot of confidence or faith in that Panthers defense. But, again, it's going to see what we can do on the defensive side of the ball. We blitzed more last week against the Lions than we have um, any other time this season, 16 times. Didn't really write home in regards to uh, results. We'll see what we can do against a Panthers uh, offensive line, obviously, that has been – uh, very mediocre throughout most of the season here. So we're going to – I like Green Bay. Again, I'm going to take them 35-17. Barney. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a pretty close estimate for myself as well. Um, I think Green Bay handles them. I'm going to say – it's not as big of a, a, a deficit as you're saying. I would say 28-20, missing the spread by 0.5. All right, Remy. Pylon listeners, we already know the golden rule, and that's to never bet on the Packers. Fuck the Packers. I got the Panthers winning this 28-24. Let's go, Teddy. <laughs> you better sprinkle a Sorry, little King money on that. You better sprinkle a little money on that money line since you just threw that out like that, Remy. <laughs> um yeah i'm gonna go um here oh, man what do i like I, I do think the panthers have the ability to score against this defense to a degree um so i'm gonna go 30 to 20 uh packers here that that's what i like so let, let's move on now to the next game um there's not much to talk about this game really it's the lions uh they we, we travel to tennessee right now they're listed as 10 and a half point underdogs but part of that is because Matt Stafford, we don't know if he's going to play or not. I think if he is starting, that, that number maybe moves down to 8.5, 7.5. Uh, yeah, 7.5 sounds right, 8.5. Uh, but, man, I mean, this line team is just so depleted right now. Uh, Injury-wise, uh, I mean, we, we fired a coach, obviously. And then going against the top rusher in the NFL, Derrick Henry. Uh, yes, he's better than Delvin Cook, Remy. Uh, no, Derrick no, Henry, he's not. especially no. especially December, no, December, he's not. December. Yeah. Derrick Henry is a different guy. We'll December, Derrick Henry, we'll the past few years has been a completely different guy. So I'm, I'm extra has, worried about seeing Derrick Henry. Delvin has missed one and a half games, so that's how Derrick Henry has more yards than him. D- 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 you got go on, but let me. The best ability oh is availability. Go buddy. on with your. Shit, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Derrick Henry has 200 more rushing yards currently. Or, or, Del- no, 180. 180 right oh, now. Oh, yeah, Dalvin gets that in um, like a game and a half. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm extremely worried about, uh, you know, the Lions going to give us, against Derrick. They couldn't stop uh, the Packers' run game last They haven't been able to stop the run barely all year, for that matter, uh, let alone Derrick Henry. And then you throw in the way uh, A.J. Brown and even Corey Davis is stepping up now in this offense, and the Lions are missing their starting two cornerbacks and possibly a third. Uh, going into this game, it, it spells disaster on the defensive side. Then when you throw in the fact that uh, Frank Ragnow, uh, we were talking about this before. We, we didn't talk about this yet. Uh, a fractured throat. <laughs> 
Uh, have you guys ever heard of a fractured throat injury before? Did you even know you could fracture your throat? I thought you could only no, fracture bones. Wait, I what's, thought what's you could only again? fracture bones. Is your throat a bone? I, yeah, I was trying to look into this, and I I don't know. I mean, Frank Ragnow injured his, or fractured his throat, I guess, in the first quarter in the game against the Packers. By the way, he didn't allow a sack or a pressure or anything. He played through the rest of the game. He was making lying calls and everything. So I don't even know how they found out he fractured his throat, if he felt fine, or maybe it's one of those adrenaline things, like after the game's over, you wind down, and then you start to feel those injuries a little more. That's definitely happened in the past to, for me. Uh, but re but regardless, uh, so he missed practice today, our top center, arguably arguably a top three center in the NFL. Frank Ragnow is awesome. He's kind of hidden behind the fact that he plays <laughs> for the Lions, unfortunately. Um but with that injury, and then Stafford had luckily no broken ribs. That that was key. Uh, but man, uh, it looks like he might miss this game coming up. He's a tough son of a bitch, so I think he could play this game still. But if he does, he's gonna be playing sore. And I I don't know if it's worth him playing uh, when your team is pretty much out of the playoff race. Although they're not out of it yet. I just want to throw in this really quickly for Lions fans listening. What the Lions need to do to make the playoffs? First of all, they need the Vikings to beat the Bears. Then they need the Bears to – the Bears probably beat Jacksonville next week, and then the Bears lose to Green Bay week 17. That's the first scenario. Second scenario, Vikings, after they win this week, they're going to lose to New Orleans the in week six, 16 and then lose to the Lions week 17. And then the Cardinals are playing the Rams. They're playing the 49ers and uh, one other team I can't remember. Uh, but they're going to lose two of those three. The Lions win out. They get in the playoffs. That's the scenario. So the Cardinals, Bears, and Vikings all lose two of the remaining three games. The Lions win out, get in the playoffs at 8-8. Eight eight. That's what it takes. That's the one. That's that 1% chance. I just want to throw out the playoff scenario there uh, for everybody interested. I know everybody is interested. And <laughs> um, then he woke up from his dream. <laughs> you know you know you're not out of it until you are out of it and that is how the lions get in so i will i will have a rooting interest still this weekend that's all i want that's all i want um and there was also another interesting hire here and remy you you know his brother because he obviously has been gm for the vikings for years but chris spielman gets hired to pretty much lead it's not it's like unofficial but like it's official that he like kind of leads the football operations for the lions now chris spielman coming out of the booth uh, a lot of teams in the NFL have wanted him for years, and this is, uh, but he's always been close to the Lions, uh, just because of the success that his family has had in the NFL. Uh, Rick Spielman's a really good GM. Would you agree with that, Remy? Yeah. Oh, I'm, and obviously, yeah. Look at the players we yeah. drafted under Spielman. Yeah. Exactly. So I agree. I mean, he's highly regarded, and Chris Spielman, I think, uh, be as a part of that because his family's been successful in the NFL and evaluating players and such, that he was highly valued and. Uh, the Lions are bringing him on to help with the GM search um, and the coaching search and just to kind of lead football operations. Because Lions have a guy named Rod Wood right now that's a really good business guy, but he knows jack shit about football. And the Lions have their new owner, Sheila Ford Camp, uh, that wants to bring in a football guy to kind of lead things. And Chris Spielman's close as it gets. Barry Sanders is also involved in the GM search to a degree. Um, but so the Lions will bring in a lot of former people into the back in the organization to kind of help run things. It's interesting. Uh, and the, the the GM search right now has expanded out to Rick Smith, the former Houston Texans GM. He did not get fired. He left be, uh, because his wife had cancer and he was helping uh, her go through that. But now he's ready to get back in the NFL. This is the guy that drafted Deshaun Watson, um, J.J. Watts, A.J. Boye off undrafted free agents, uh, a few other really notable players. So a guy that has a history of uh, winning divisions 
I, I like that one. And then the other one, I don't know if you guys know much about him uh, from his at least his NFL scouting and front office career, but Lewis Riddick, the current Monday night announcer, the Lions are also interviewing this week. I'm not a big fan of that. He he hasn't been he hasn't worked in an NFL front office, I think, since like two thousand six or seven. It's been a long time. He's been at ESPN for a while, but he's always like stayed connected and close to the league. He's been his name has been floated around for GM searches before. Uh, but the Lions, first of all, that that would be the fifth person they've interviewed, which is two more than the last time they did a GM search. So I'm also, I'm I'm excited for that <laughs> that they're actually interviewing more than three people uh, for the most important job in the organization. Uh, but I, I I could keep going here, but you know, let's just get to this prediction. Uh, the game is what it is this weekend. Lions in at ten and a half point underdogs. Um, I, I don't like this matchup at all. It's a terrible matchup for the Lions. So I'm going to say 31 to 20. Uh, Titans win this one, and that's assuming Matt Stafford doesn't play. Chase Daniels, their quarterback. Uh, there's no over under on this game yet either. Right now, let's let's go around here really quick. Just give your predictions. Uh, let's go to you, Remy. Big Z, I've been rooting for the Lions a considerably amount of times this year. And I will Thanks, still buddy. do that this week. Detroit, Mo City, stand up because you guys will be <laughs> in the winners' column, thirty-three to thirty, in favor of Detroit. Don't lose the faith. <laughs> I love it, baby. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. I want to go. I want to drive down to Nashville right now. I want to go watch that game on Sunday. Shit, man. All right, you got me pumped, uh, Kinger. Are you as excited for the Lions as Remy? I can't say I share that same enthusiasm (laughs) as Remy. But, again, you guys have a special bond in in rooting for the Lions. I know that's definitely Remy, it appears. That's his second squad here in the division. Uh, But I don't see this going very well for Detroit on Sunday. This, to me, feels like a game. I mean, Tennessee was very shaky early in the season, but it appears they've got a lot of it together. Uh, I see Derrick Henry running all over that Lions defense. Um, maybe a lot of time of possession in favor of the Titans. So I'm going to go 24-14 uh, Tennessee. It can't be worse for time of possession than what we saw last week, Kinger, in, that, in the Lions-Packers game. It can't That's get a good worse. point. Very good point. <laughs> All right, uh, Barney, wrap it up here. I love that uh, Detroit Lions absolutely scares Vegas shitless and that into the point that they never really put out an over under line until like game to, <laughs> game time. The last couple of weeks, you know, we're checking on Thursday on Friday. There's still no over under line. That's because of Stafford. Uh, That's because Stafford is a huge uh, part of that. Because like he had the thumb injury, now he's got his rib injury here, so and they never know if he's going to play until later in the week. I uh, I'm gonna say Derrick Henry. He's going to get close to 200 yards he this might. game. Um, he might even go over. I think this game is just completely one-sided. I'm going to say 38 to 10. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not going to happen there, Barney. That the, This this team has more fighting it under Darren Bevel than it. I would say Matt Patricia's coaching, very possible. Darren Bevel, I'm going to say give it a chance. I'm just going to say, you guys don't tackle well or don't even show that you want to tackle well. And versus this guy who absolutely leaves just 
defensive players with concussions with his thigh <laughs> without even breaking stride. I'm going to say that you guys do not show up at all on defense, and he literally just runs all fucking over you guys. I want to say that the time of possession will be, you know, a little bit, you know, more uh, a 50-50 split only because I think the second Derrick Henry gets the ball, it's just going to be a house call. I guess we'll see, Bernie. I guess we'll see. But, uh, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a good day, unfortunately. Our defense is just – we have too many injuries, and the, the talent is already deficient, let alone with the addition of those injuries. It might be a rough day. Um, so let's go to the final game of the weekend. It's it's probably the most intriguing, definitely the most intriguing for the NFC North this weekend. And, you know, uh, both teams one game back of the Cardinals in the playoff race, so a lot to play for in this one. Is Mitch Trubisky's career in the line in Chicago in this one? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Matt Nagy, his coaching job, maybe on the line. A lot a lot going on here, a lot going on. But the Bears traveling to Minnesota. The Bears three-point underdogs right now. The over-under is 47. Um, let, let's start Let's start this one with Remy here. Remy, how do you feel about your Vikings? Uh, you know, this is, It's hard to beat a team twice, especially within the division. So how do you feel about this one? Yeah, uh, this is do or die for Minnesota. Um there's still, I mean, we if we go on to lose this game, uh, there's still hope. But it's, I mean, it's no, it's pretty much kissing goodbye, kissing goodbye. No, uh, no, the the key for Minnesota here is stopping David Montgomery. We all know what he can do. We all saw what he can do, and <clears throat> with Eric Kendricks being without a helmet, who knows if he's gonna play? I doubt it. Signs point to no. David Montgomery could be a problem for Minnesota. Now, Kirk Cousins entering this game is twenty has 27 touchdowns and 12 picks with a 102 passer rating. And, la- and last time he played Chicago, he threw for 292, two touchdowns, and an interception. I don't think the offense is a problem here. Justin Jefferson only needs four catches to tie Randy Moss's rookie reception record at 69. Nice. So if he can get five catches, if he can get five <laughs> catches, he breaks it. Um, the offense has potential to explode. Uh, Kurt Cousins in the past two games has been sacked ten times. So the off the offensive line's scary here, especially with uh, Chicago's front, whatever they have there. Some you you don't want to you don't want to you don't want to go up against that. It's tough and. I mean, going into our injury report, it's just it's too it's we got it's our fullback CJ Ham, it's Eric Kendricks obviously not practicing, Kyle Rudolph not practicing, Madison who had his appendix taken out, our backup running back not practicing, um, and then some guys on defense too. Um, but I will continue to say that our success to beat. A any team really, but especially this team, and make Mitch do Mitch things and feel uncomfortable is just pressure. I feel like Mitch under pressure, and we can't let him get out of the quarter, get out of the uh, pocket because he's a good runner. Um. So yeah, uh, obviously Justin Jefferson up for a big game, feeling up for a big game, and Cook has to get it going to prove everyone that he is better than Derrick Henry. Yeah, Barney. Are the Bears on a big charge to make the playoffs here? You know, I, they better. <laughs> uh, I just want to take this a few steps back. I, it's well documented. Um, you know, after our six-game losing streak capped off by 
the loss versus Detroit. I thought it was just in our best interest, especially with the seventh uh, overall pick in sight, that it might be a good idea to to lose. I won't I won't harp on this anymore. Obviously, we we showed up and probably had one of our best games ever um, a key, as a complete game uh, last week with Houston. Uh, I do not think there's going to be much of a difference just because of how many shitty teams there are this year. Um, I don't think there's a, a big difference between, you know, draft our draft selection between now and, you know, a possible three more wins. Uh, right now we're at 15th pick and I'd say we'd probably end up around like, I don't know, 21 or 22 at the highest. Um, should we go nine and seven? But the Bears, they went out there and they throttled Houston. And, you know, obviously this this locker room still believes, uh, the defense still believes in themselves at least, and the offense just gave a glimmer of hope. Um, I just want to say a couple things, and this is this is big here. Uh, you know, Bill Lazor taking over the play calls, it hasn't been, you know, anything overwhelming or crazy, anything that's not going to jump out at you and say, you know, uh, holy shit. You know, he's 10 million times better than Nagy, but I just want to bring a couple stats to light. Um, you know, in in that time that we played in our last three games, the Packers, the Lions, the Texans, before that those that three game stretch, Trubisky had four total career games with three touchdowns. In those three games, he's gotten two. Most of them probably against the Lions. <laughs> No, no, no. He only got one. He only got oh, one versus hey. the Lions. He got, he got three. He got three throwing touchdowns with the Packers and three throwing touchdowns with uh, mm-hmm. the Texans. He was seven TDs uh, for seven hundred seventy-six yards. Definitely the best he's played under the Nagy Pace Trubisky era. Um, in that time, only one quarterback has more touchdowns, and that's Aaron Rodgers. All right. I'm not saying it's a complete transformation here, but but we are averaging right now in these last three games 30 points. And yeah, we're, we didn't play the greatest no. defenses, but but there wasn't a three-game stretch in this whole era that we averaged 30 points. And so, you know, I, I, I would have loved this to, to start, you know, from the jump, but here we are in week 14, and this is what it is. We still have a chance to get to the playoffs, um, and I'm going to say it, Every day of the week, this defense, there's not a single team in the NFC that wants to play our defense. Um, our offense, it's a completely different statement there. But, um, you know, I, I want to bring up a couple guys here. Sam Mustafer. Uh, the last time we re, we uh, realigned our, our offensive line, it really is starting to pay dividends here. Mustafer at center is just playing outstanding. Uh, we have Alex Bars taking over the right uh, guard spot, and he's playing a lot better now than he was initially when he came in to, uh, to replace James Daniels in, like, I think week four. Uh, he's coming into his own, and uh, Jermaine Ifedi is kicked out to right tackle in place of Bobby Massey as he recovers from his injury. Uh, dude, Montgomery, in this last three games, he leads all the NFL rushing with 7.38 yards per carry. He's got 288 yards on only 39 attempts. He's got three TDs. He's also getting catches out of the backfield, 121 yards, one TD. We're starting to spread the ball out the way it should be and giving it to our playmakers. And I want to say that 
at least from a, a fan's perspective, these games have been a lot more enjoyable uh, under Bill Lazor's play calling. As for our matchup with Minnesota, um, on primetime, Kirk got the best of us. He threw 291 yards, as Remy said. He had two TDs. He had a good game. I don't see that happening again versus Bears team. At home, um, indoors? I, I, I don't care. I, I mean, it's tough to beat somebody twice, as Big Z highlighted. But, you know, like you said, make Mitch do Mitch things. We got to make Kirk do Kirk <laughs> things. Um, as, lo- as, as long as we keep uh, Dalvin Cook, you know, right around the 100-yard mark or under, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I believe that the Bears will take this uh, in the best three-game stretch that we've ever had uh, in this era. So um, as we're looking at the, the wild card standings, uh, it looks like the Seattle Seahawks and Tampa Bay are going to take that fifth and sixth spot. The Cardinals are at seventh. Uh, Minnesota right now is at eighth, and Chicago's at ninth. So Cardinals, they got three tough teams. They got Eagles, 49ers, LA Rams. They just need to lose. The Eagles are going to be good under Jalen Hurts. Well, they're going to be more competent. I don't know. I, I don't know if they'll be good. We'll see. Uh, it still remains to be seen. They just played the two best teams I, in the I NFC. Just, I, it, good, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bart. Or pretty close. That's what I'm going to say. Sorry, that was off track. But go ahead, Bart. No, no. You're, that, that's. I mean, I hope. I hope the Eagles beat the Cardinals. Me too. Um, but. Well, we're playing our best football, at least offensively, that we've you know ever played. Uh, and this is a good time. You got to peak in the right times. Uh, we're not going to be pretty, but this is a defense that can hold any team when we're playing well under 20 points. So it's not a real big ask for our offense to score over that 20-point mark. Um, so you know what? I think we need to use David Montgomery, keep getting them touches. I want to see him get at least 20 touches, whether that's uh, you know, through the run game or the pass game. I want to see more play action, more rollout with Trubisky, uh, and just let the playmakers do, uh, you know, like what, what they can. Allen Robinson's a stud. Um, you know, I, I want to say for a prediction here, I think the Bears are going to, the Bears are going to shock, shock some people here. We're three, three point dogs. I think the Bears win 27 20. Mm, all right. Kinger, what do you think? Well, let's let's go to Remy first. Let's go to Remy, the other the the opponent of the Bears, of course. Twenty one seventeen. How do you feel about your Vikings? Twenty one seventeen, Minnesota. It ain't gonna be pretty, and we're definitely taking the under. But Mitch Trubisky is gonna do Mitch Trubisky things. Kirk Cousin is gonna do Kirk Cousin things, and Justin Jefferson is gonna keep on the gritty baby. Twenty one seventeen, Remy. I gotta. I got an over under for uh, rushing yards with Dalvin. Do you think he's gonna cross the the hundred mark? I hate betting the rushing, but hmm, I'd say what uh, it's tough to say. I I want him to, but if I were a betting man, I would just stay away from that bet. <laughs> All right, well, stay away from it then, because that's where I was getting. <laughs> really? Oh man, Kinger, what do you feel? I like Chicago. Coming into this, and then after hearing Barney, I am even more convinced that I do like the Bears this week. I think Minnesota, what? as a whole, did not look good last week. The offensive line looked like they really struggled. If the Bears defense, <laughs> if the if the Bears defense comes to play, I like the momentum they're going on the offensive end, especially them as three and a half point dogs. I like that twenty seven twenty score. Barney said just to switch it up, I'll go twenty eight twenty four Chicago. 
Um, question. First of all, Remy, who is the kicker for the Vikings this week? Oh, it's Dan Bailey. He's going to come out and get redemption. <laughs> it's still Dan Bailey? Yeah, it's Dan Bailey. It's still Dan Bailey? It's Dan Bailey. We did just sign wow. a kicker, Costanzo, to come in and be the emergency backup. Uh, but I mm-hmm. believe Dan Bailey comes in and redeems himself. I mean. You, got, you guys should give that chick from Vanderbilt <laughs> yeah. a call. Yeah, no. Um, um, just by that, we're going to win by a field goal, so everybody thinks that uh, Minnesota's fraudulent is actually legitimate. So, and I will- uh, Barney, is a Akeem Hicks playing in this game? Uh, yeah, so the injury report right now, it looks like uh, the biggest question is Jalen Johnson with mm. a shoulder. Uh, Buster Screen had a concussion, but I think our <laughs> I think our backup uh, Nickel's gonna do just as good as Buster yeah, would. Agreed. Um, and and Dion Bush is the only other guy. Uh, so it's kind of looking a little rough for our um our secondary there. But if Jalen Johnson can play, it is, looks and like Remy, you're still missing Eric Hendricks. Uh, I, I mean he hasn't practiced with a helmet yet, so. It doesn't look good. Not even a helmet. Not even a helmet. Um, like, so is Akeem Hicks playing? I don't. Did you answer that question? Yes. Oh, he is. He said yes. Okay. Yeah, and and to be honest, I am so pumped for this game just because, like, you know, it it means a hell of a lot more as obviously we're fighting for that last spot and Dalvin Cook and Akeem hate Hicks each fucking other. they hate, hate each, each other. other, man. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it is entertaining. So a lot. don't take that. Don't take that over then, because yeah, he was dominating Cook when he was in there. And then he got injured, and Cook started going off. Remember yeah. that. So, um, I, I, I like the Bears to win this oh, one. Um, on. in the second matchup. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I Remy. Give all I just the hype uh, to the Lions, and on, and nobody. All right, this is. I'm sorry, buddy. This is going to be <laughs> a fun, fu- fun, fun podcast. Come Sunday night. All I got to say. I appre- that's what he said uh, yeah, last week too. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. Um, but I, I, I do appreciate it, Remy. Of course, I appreciate the love. Nah, you know, I'm sure I, you do. I love, I love love. I love love. But um, at the same time, I gotta go with my head here. Um, and I, I, I think it's, I think these teams are just so evenly split. I don't see that one team sweeping the other. So that's why I'm gonna, I went Vikings last time they played. Um, and now I'm going to go Bears. I'm going to go 24-20, I think, will be the score. It'll be a close game uh, down to the wire. but Very very Jay Leno of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, man, it'll be a close one. It'll be a fun game to watch. It'll be a fun game to watch. Um, I'll be watching it on my screen. Uh, I mean, Kinger, will this be the game uh, that you're watching on Sunday uh, at noon? Uh, uh I pro- yeah, red zone, red zone. probably. Red, red zone, zone, probably. It's prob- that's probably going to be true. <laughs> All right, so now let's move on to the last segment. And, you know, we're, this is a Thursday podcast, so, of course, that means it's time for Best Bets. So, Barney, please recap us on how we are doing so far. Yeah, uh, so it was, a, it was a pretty damn good week by us last week. Um, for most of us. To, yeah, yeah, for most of us. I won't, I won't kick <laughs> Kinger. But you know, it, it it just comes with the the prize of being first in the yeah, NFC. He, I'm just can't glad have it that all. He, <laughs> you can't have it all, man. Um, but you know, the, the standings haven't changed. It goes Kinger in fourth, Remy in third, Big <sighs> Z in second, and just by one ah, game, nipping at you. Is it is it one is it one and a half? Uh, because yeah, of the tie, I don't I don't know. Uh, one game, uh, I'm in the lead here for. 13 consecutive weeks. No no big deal, guys. Um 
I started week one off with the big 3-0. So, uh, yeah, that is 13 straight weeks of first place here. But you guys are catching up. Um, unfortunately, I don't think you guys are going to catch up this week. Uh, if you do anything, you're just going to tie me here because I got three winners. Um, first off, I think it's the exact same game that Houston just played. They're facing Indianapolis. I think Indy is basically a mirror image of Chicago with a better offense. Um, I don't see Houston uh, covering that seven-point uh, deficit that they have. I'm going to take Indy minus seven, hosting Houston. Well, uh, wait, Barney, but game, uh, I mean, they just played each other two weeks ago, and it was a tight game. So you don't, you don't think, you know, a second game of division – uh, two teams that know each other pretty yeah, well. Yeah. It was 26-20 last time they played, and, and the Texans had a chance at the end. Understood, understood. And now that I just, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw that game, but Watson kind of, he got a little banked up, like actually physically got hurt uh, during the game. Um, you know, Fuller is out, obviously. Brandon Cooks can't see the offense. Uh, I It's just too many, too many injuries uh, for Indianapolis, or I'm sorry, for Houston and uh, they got nothing to play for. They don't. I mean, if they win, it doesn't matter. If they lose, they're not getting a draft pick. So, uh, they, I mean, what what are they even doing right now? I have no fucking clue. Um, but it it doesn't matter. Indianapolis by a touchdown. Uh, the next game, it it makes me feel a whole lot better if Stafford is out. I'll have to revisit this if he does play. But I think ten and a half is just too much. For Derrick Henry uh, and and them versus Detroit's just defense, especially if Chase Daniels comes into play, I I, I I'm a believer as as anybody else in Chase Daniels. All right, but uh, I don't think it gets done here in Tennessee. A home game, ten and a half points. You guys don't have Kenny. I love that. And the last one, which I think is just the lock of the century, Chicago plus three. <laughs> get it while it's hot. It was at three and a half. I think it's going to go to two and a half, maybe even two by game time. Chicago at Minnesota, just stepping on Remy's throat for the rest of the year, putting him out of the playoffs. Let's go. Bear down. All right. All right. Uh, I'm sure Remy has different thoughts <laughs> on that last one, uh, Barney. As We've already gone over the predictions, so you know what his thoughts are. Uh, Kanger, let's go to you, man. You got it. You come on, baby. Redemption time. Please. I appreciate uh, just for your own I appreciate sanity. The positive sport. I'm trying to hang in there, but this has been a grind. This this stretch I've been on. So, uh, you know, we're not even gonna give the fiery. We got winners this week. We're just gonna throw them out here. I, I do got some good feelings about some games. Um, I like the role that Buffalo's on. Um, they're six point favorites in Denver in the Saturday game ahead of Green Bay. Uh, Denver, outside of the Kansas City game, really has not played well or shown up versus any quality opponent this year. Buffalo is really rolling. I like what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. The defense already, as we know, um, very good. I'm going to take them in that game. I also like Miami this week at home versus New England, two-point favorites. Uh, I just don't – Miami's defense is, is very good. They're young with a lot of good talent. My, or New England is so one-dimensional. I'm going to take them in that game as well. And I think I've been debating hard. I've got two other games I like, and I've already both been mentioned. And what I'm going to do here, I hate to be do it. I like Philly, but I think I'm going to take the Bears as three and a half point underdogs as well. Barney, you said three. My my site has them at three and a half. Um, 
That's what I'm saying. I'll I, take the I, I like half. the matchup this week. Sorry, <laughs> Remy. Would you do it? At, would you do it at three, Kinger? Yeah, I would. So yeah, absolutely. What about what about two and a half? I just want to know what you're where, where you would uh, stop. But yeah. the Bears here. I, I might. I might. I like the, the Bears to win line. the game. I mean, three's the safe. Three's the safe. Three's the safe bet, right? But again, maybe a little sprinkle action. Sure. We'll see. But I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna join Barty, and I'm gonna take the Bears as well. All right. So there. You... Well, you're not going zero and three this week, buddy. I'll <laughs> I tell love you how it. much. <laughs> Let's go over to Remy here. Remy, what do you got? Do you, do you have the Bears three and a half too? Three? Hell no. No. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it short, <laughs> sweet, and to the point. I'm gonna take Vegas, <clears throat> Vegas minus three, and this this will if I go three and zero, do I overlap Big Z? That's not very short, sweet okay. to the point. Well, moving on then, <laughs> Vegas <laughs> minus three. I'm gonna go with the Bills minus six. Bills are hot right now, baby. And obviously Kansas City minus three. Um, those are my picks. We're going three and zero. And uh, if I pass King or I pass, or if I pass Big Z, I pass Big Z. And by the way, fuck the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who do the Bills have this week? I, I'm looking at my board right now. Broncos. They don't. It's Denver. okay. For some reason, I don't see it on my board. I don't know why. Uh, at Denver, the Mile High State. Yeah, uh, I think it's a trap game. <laughs> It might be. I mean, the, the Broncos. They haven't played any good that, team that, close, uh, though. Literally any good team close. I, I, oh. I, I stay away from the Broncos, especially late in the season. Uh, I think they have a history of covering uh, uh, in December, actually. I think it's like a pretty decent track. All right, record. let's ride, Remy. So let's I, ride. I would, I'd probably say, wait, you know, there's this team, the New York Jets have been playing really well. I'm just kidding. There's no fucking chance in hell anybody <laughs> should be taking the, the Jets in anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, so my first one, I actually took this one already at five and a half, but I'll take it at the current line. It sits at two right now. That's the Buccaneers, um, traveling to Atlanta. That Atlanta team's a mess. Did you see Matt Ryan at the end of the game last week? <laughs> he threw two interceptions in the last minute and a half of the game. So Matt Ryan threw an interception, then Justin Herbert threw an interception, and Matt Ryan said, no, you take it back. And then he threw another interception, and then the Chargers actually won on a game-winning game field goal. But just had a hilarious last two minutes of that game. Why Why is the line uh, – I, I would expect the line to be higher. I, I don't know why it's six and a half. I don't know, probably because the Buccaneers uh, travel on the road. Uh, Atlanta still – I mean, they still have good talent. I mean, that's still a talented team to a degree. Uh, but, you know, I took it at five and a half. It's sitting at six and a half right now. So I, I, I still like – I like that one a lot. Um, The, the second one I'm going to go with here. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles at plus six. I, I might take worse odds than – just take it all the way up to seven, seven and a half, even if it's worse odds, uh, just just for safe. But I, I, I think that defense is actually playing really good. Jim Schwartz, uh, I, as, the defense especially looks good when they don't have to be on the field every, uh, you know, three downs. With when Carson Wentz is playing, uh, they didn't have, they always lost the time of possession. With Jalen Hurts, at least they have a running uh, attacking and able to get some first downs to bring that offense out uh, or keep that defense, give that defense some rest. And then the last one, I mean, if I see the Chiefs at minus three against uh, a Saints team that I think is just uh, okay against the elite teams, I, I, I got it. You got to take the Chiefs at, when you see three points. I think at any at any time, I think you just have to do it. Uh, I, I think Drew Brees is going to be active this week, right? 
it, it, it seems like he's trending that direction. But, I mean, he he might be a little rusty to start that game. The Chiefs might already be up by 14 at that point. So, Chiefs, uh, if you see three points, I might just take – I might bite the bull and take it to minus two and a half just for safe keeping. But, man, uh, any time you get the Chiefs at minus three, with, uh, yes, yes, please. Doesn't happen no. too often. So, I, I – I, right after this podcast wraps up, I'll be putting the money down now because I think that line goes up to four, four and a half, which is like the worst line. I hate four, four and a half point spreads. Those are the worst. Uh, so backdoor yeah, covers. Bill Simmons day. calls it the Vegas zone. Like they don't know what to do with the game, so they just put it like at four and a half, uh, four or five, like right in that zone that nobody likes to bet. Um, like the Browns, like the Browns are five point favorites right now against the Giants. That's like, like ugh, we don't know what to do with that one. But yeah, those are my best bets. Uh so that'll wrap up best bets here. Uh, some some agreements, some some not so much, but especially the Bears, Vikings, and Berkeley. Y'all are haters. Uh, <laughs> but it should be a really fun and entertaining week 15. There's only three games left in the regular season. A lot of playoff implications still left to be played out. Packers try to get that one seed. Bears, the Vikings battling it out. It should be fun to watch. Um, Instagram at the pylon. Please follow us on there. Uh, we post our best bets. Barney, you put in some player props uh, up there last week, right? Oh, man, I I I I'm fucking hot yeah, he, right now. I uh, yeah. I I think right now I gotta look at. It. I think I'm like somewhere around 29 now. 29 for like 37. Uh, it's it's absolutely unreal. Uh, this last week I went like 11 for 12. Oh yeah. Uh, so I mean, go on Instagram, follow that. Uh, we'll post our best bets on there. But in addition to that, just you know, following information on the NFC North and just interacting with all the NFC North community that we have on there. Uh, in addition, Twitter at the Pylon. We we just had that recently, so not a lot, a ton of followers yet. But we we're, we're getting steam. Don't worry. So please follow us on there. We really appreciate that. And then leave a review, Apple, Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe and leave a review. So thank you, everybody for listening enjoy this blended weekend there's college football championships there's nfl football it's a fun time of the year despite the weather outside uh so i mean just a lot of good stuff football wise so thank you everybody for listening for barney kinger remy a big z everybody enjoy your weekends and enjoy watching some football skull bear down damn it <laughs>